Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to the Dirt Show. Lots and lots of news since we last spoke. No, I'm not going to talk about the Alaska Airlines uh, near disaster. Thank God everybody was safe. I don't know anything about that, so that's not within my area of expertise. I am going to talk uh, just briefly about the fact that Israel seems to have uh, changed its uh, tactics somewhat and focusing more on targeted assassinations of Hamas and Hezbollah leaders. It got a major Hamas leader, a major Hezbollah leader. That's exactly what people have been asking Israel to do, what uh, Secretary Blinken, what President Biden, what uh, Israel's critics have said, move it, move it from from ground attack in in uh, Gaza to a more targeted attack. But of course, as soon as Israel succeeds in in killing one of the heads of Hezbollah, one of the heads of Hamas, oh my God, look what a terrible thing you did! You targeted people for killing. Uh, many of the critics of Israel, for them, nothing Israel does can ever be right. But um, I've always thought that Israel should uh, be more focused on air attacks using their tremendous technological advantage. Um, You know, they win the high-tech wars, they lose the low-tech wars. Um, And so um, I hope Israel continues to try to get the leadership of Hamas and pulls back somewhat from its uh, ground attack, which is causing um, civilian casualties as well as uh, casualties among Israeli uh, uh, soldiers. Um, also, since last week, uh, the Supreme Court has granted review on an expedited basis in the, the Colorado case. Uh, that's good news. Um, uh, it is inconceivable to me that uh, uh, a court could uphold uh, Colorado or Maine uh, taking Donald Trump off the ballot. That's the most undemocratic thing possible. You know, back in the 1920s and during the McCarthy period later, Um, conservatives, many right-wing conservatives were trying to take communists off the ballot and civil libertarians like me objected to that. But today people on the left want to take, um, want to take president Trump off, off the ballot. And I don't think the Supreme court's going to allow that Um, before we get to that. Just one more uh, item in the news that I want to mention before we get to Colorado and before we get to the concept of insurrection. And that is, um, finally, more information has come out in the Jeffrey Epstein case, as you know, from day one, I called for the unsealing, the redaction, unredaction of every single document in the Ghislaine Maxwell versus Gouffre, Gouffre versus Ghislaine Maxwell case. Um, And um, in the first days, some of the information came out, it trickled out. But in the last couple of days, more information has come out, including two smoking gun emails, um, which proved conclusively uh, that I was framed and how I was framed. And we're going to do a, so, a show on that. But the, the new documents uh, uh, prove conclusively uh, how the frame-up occurred um, and why it occurred and what the, what the motive was. And there are still un, 
redacted documents that are there's still redacted documents and still unsealed documents, um, including uh, an FBI report, a very important FBI report, which I've seen the redacted uh, copy, but not the unredacted copy, tape recordings and other kinds of things. So we filed a motion just the other day in court asking to have everything unsealed, all the material that remains sealed and unsealed because you, you can't have half-truths. Um, you know, what's been unsealed mostly has been accusations, nine-year-old accusations. But the evidence that has come forward disproving the allegations have not been unsealed. As far as I know, it's a matter of public record, but it hasn't even been unsealed that the woman who accused me admitted uh, uh, that uh, uh, she now recognized that she may have uh, mistaken me for somebody else, that it may have been a case of mistaken identification. I want everything out because I didn't do anything wrong. I had sex with one woman uh, since the day I met Jeffrey Epstein until today, uh, my wife, and um, and I proved it and can prove it. And uh, these documents help prove it. So we'll talk about that tomorrow, maybe in the next day as well. But let's go back to the Supreme Court in Colorado. Um, there are many key issues in that case. One probably the one the court will decide the case on is whether or not states have the authority individually to disqualify uh, somebody on the basis of a state reach conclusion that that person engaged in or helped an insurrection. Um, so that's one of the issues. Article five of the 14th amendment gives the power to uh, enforce the amendment to Congress and Congress in fact has passed laws um, defining what an insurrection is. Most states don't have laws defining insurrection and in Colorado and, and Maine, um, you know, in the Colorado case, there was a kind of a judicial hearing, you call it a trial, it wasn't really a trial. Uh, and a judge concluded that it was an insurrection on January 6th and that Trump participated in it. And therefore he was automatically self-enforcingly um, um, uh, disqualified from running. It, it was even worse in Maine where uh, a single uh, state um, secretary of state, uh, who apparently is a radical leftist um, with a long history, um, concluded on her own, uh, apparently without taking much <laughs> evidence or cross-examination that, that uh, Trump was guilty of an insurrection. So let's talk a little bit about what an insurrection is, and, and let's talk about what's going on today throughout the United States. Um, Look at New York, at, at what recently has occurred. In New York, um, anti-Israel groups, they call themselves pro-Palestinians. They're not pro-Palestinians. They have nothing uh, to do with wanting things to get better for the Palestinians. They don't favor a two-state solution. They are just completely anti-Israel um, and anti-American. And the key is that they're anti-American. Um, they are blocking highways. They're denying people access to tunnels during traffic. They're making life miserable for people. Uh, today, a group of them tried to disrupt the speech made by um, a President Biden at a black church in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, they were stopped and, and ushered out. Um, th that's okay. I mean, you know, a speech, fine. There are elements of free speech there. But blocking traffic is not protected by the First Amendment. Blocking access to a train station is not protected by the First Amendment. First Amendment is limited by time, manner, and place. Um, 
limitations. Um, uh, you can't um, um, scream and yell and do things uh, in a in a church, uh, and you can't uh, you know block access. You can't have a loudspeaker go at four in the morning, and you can't block access. Uh, blocking access is a crime. It's an act. It can be an expressive act, but the First Amendment doesn't uh, doesn't cover it. Now, is it an insurrection? Um, let's first understand who the people are who were involved. These are not people who care about Palestine. These are not people who care about the people. There are some who do. There are some Palestinians who participate in these demonstrations. But the demonstrations are conducted largely by uh, hard left socialist um, activists whose goal is to overthrow the government of the United States. Their goal, and they say it, is to overthrow free market capitalism to overthrow the way we elect our our presidents and to substitute a a Stalin-type autocracy. Um, That's the goal. Uh, In the old days, we would call these people communists. We don't use that term anymore. But the uh, Democratic Socialists of America and the other groups that are organizing these well-organized and well-paid demonstrations have as their goal ultimately the overthrow of the United States and the substitution of our way of life and our democratic government for a different kind of government, the overthrow of the Judeo-Christian tradition and and all of those uh, kinds of of things. Um, One of the groups is called Jewish Voice for Peace, as I've said before. It's a a beard. It's a cover. The the Jewish Voice for Peace is not Jewish. Uh, Many of its members are not Jewish. They're radical communist socialists, um, people who want to overthrow the government. And because there are a couple of Jews, and look, Karl Marx was Jewish, um, uh, Trotsky was Jewish. You can find Jews everywhere, uh, even among revolutionaries. Um, Because some of the people are Jewish, they they adopted the name Jewish Voice for Peace. They're not Jewish. Fortunately, they don't have a voice. They engage in violence, and they're not in favor of peace. They're in favor of destroying Israel. They don't believe in Israel's right to exist uh, at all, certainly not as the nation state of the Jewish people, and they support Hamas, favor Hamas. And many of them justified the Hamas rapes and murders and and beheadings. Um, And many of them deny there were any rapes or beheadings. Um, uh, Here, I'll just take an advance on the letters and just read you a letter that came in uh, today. Der shitbag, you're a lying hypocrite. Rapes and beheadings? has been totally debunked and actively abandoned by the Israeli government. And you know it, you shit stain. No, 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 I do know it. Um, The Israeli government has produced videotapes of some of the forensics. Um, They clearly um, have proved that there were rapes and sexual assaults and, and body mutilations, including beheadings. So no, I'm not making it up. I'm not a lying hypocrite. I'm telling the truth. But the Jewish Voice for Peace, probably this person is from it, Jewish Voice for Peace takes that possession. Uh, They're Holocaust deniers, basically. Um, There were people who denied that six million Jews were killed during the Holocaust. And now you have people denying that the, the most outrageous attack on individual Jews since the Holocaust didn't occur. No, we're, we're denying it. It didn't occur. The people from Hamas came over with picnic baskets. They actually wanted to join the peace concert. 
and we're singing Kumbaya and Shalom, Shalom. Didn't you see it? Don't you know that? That's what actually happened. That was, that's what Jewish Voice for Peace and, and this hypocrite named uh, Guido One uh, said. Um, but of course, there's, there's, there's no truth to that. We know for sure um, that there were multiple rapes, multiple um, uh, abuses. The bodies were torn apart, um, beheadings, um, uh, limbs. Uh, I don't even want to get into it. It was so horrible. Both the New York Times, which is certainly not favorable to Israel, and the Wall Street Journal documented the rapes in great detail. And, uh, and Israel is certainly never... Um, as this letter says, uh, abandoned by the Israeli government. It's just a lie. But, you know, liars can write to me, and I'll, I'll answer them, and I'll answer the letters when, when, the, when the time comes. Um, but, but these are not, these demonstrations are not about Palestine. Let's be very clear about that. They are anti-Israel, anti-American, anti-Western democracy, anti-free market economy, uh, anti the Judeo-Christian uh, uh, tradition, and 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 uh, could fit comfortably into the legal definition of uh, of uh, insurrection, which I will read for you in one second. Um, it's anyone who so hinders the execution of the laws of that state and of the United States within that state that any part or class of its people is deprived of a right, privilege, immunity, or protection named in the Constitution and secured by law, and the constituted authorities of that state are unable, fail, or refuse to protect that right, privilege, or immunity, or give that protection, or opposes or obstructs the execution of the laws of the United States, or impedes the course of justice under these laws. Under that definition, and that's one definition under Section 333, uh, there are other definitions of, of insurrection and rebellion and all of that. But what's going on in the streets today are as much of an insurrection as the claimed insurrection of, of January 6th. They are protests, and the protests have become violent in, in January 6th. Uh, there were... Uh, successful attempts to go into the house and disrupt uh, proceedings and the events that are occurring now, uh, they're an attempt to disrupt proceedings um, and um, disrupt the right of people to travel. And if you go to Penn station or, or grand central station, or try to go home to your family to have dinner over the Brooklyn bridge and the Manhattan bridge or the 59th street bridge or whatever bridge there is Williamsburg bridge, and you're prevented from doing so, it seems to me that that obstructs the execution of the laws and that deprives uh, citizens uh, of a right, privilege, or immunity, uh, the right to travel, the right to join your family, the right to be home. Um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not making the case that either way that this is or is not an insurrection, but I'm saying I find it not easy to distinguish what's going on in New York today and what went on on the West Coast after the Black Lives Matter demonstrations took over courthouses, blocked access to state and federal courthouses, blocked access to whole neighborhoods and streets. How is that different from what happened on, on January 6th? In both cases, there was a, a protest. Uh, in in um, On January 6th, the protest was against what 
people regard it as an unfair election. I don't agree with them, but that's not what the First Amendment is about. Uh, they had the right to gather together and uh, uh, express their views uh, uh, and seek redress from their government. That's what they did on January 6th. That's what the Black Lives Matters did um, after the killing of George Floyd. And that's presumably what these um, uh, radical uh, uh, insurrectionists, they would tell you probably they're insurrectionists. They'd probably claim it. That doesn't mean it's true. But it, it, it does mean that you can't have a double standard. You have to ask yourself the question, why is that? case different than the January 6th case. Of course, one involves a, a federal election, but that's not the issue. Um, the issue is, was either, both, or neither of them an attempt to uh, deprive people of right or privilege, immunity or protection uh, of the Constitution or the laws? And they both seemed equally designed to do it. I mean, the, 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 the um, anti-Israel, anti-American protests we're seeing now in, in, in the bridges and, and train stations and other areas um, are, are designed to stop people from exercising their rights or what's going on in colleges and universities is a story of a young woman who's a, a student at NYU and she can't go to class. She can't walk the streets. She's, she's terrified. And then you have this woman who was the valedictorian at City University of New York Law School a couple of years ago, she in New York makes a speech in which she calls for death. Death, that's not, that's not protest, that's, that's, that's incitement. She calls for death of Zionism in her neighborhood. Now, she says Zionism, not Zionist, but you can't have death to Zionism, you can only have death to Zionists. And she's calling for people to impose death on Zionists in our neighborhoods. Boy, that comes awfully close to an incitement to violence because obviously the people in the audience don't know the difference between a Zionist and a Jew. Um, not all Jews are Zionists, not all Zionists are Jews, obviously, but an awfully large number of Jews believe in Israel's right to exist. And that's all you need to believe in to be a Zionist. A Zionist doesn't mean you support the Israeli government or you support Netanyahu or you even support uh, what Israel is doing in the war or anything like that. All, all being a Zionist means is that you think that the Jewish people have the right to have a nation state of their own, just like the French people and the Chinese people and the Arab people of um, uh, Jordan and uh, Saudi Arabia have the right to have a nation of their own. So do the Jewish people. That's all that Zionism is. And when you call for the death in our neighborhoods, in our neighborhoods of, of Zionism, you're calling for violence. Now, is it just advocacy or incitement? That's a line that's awfully hard to draw. I probably would defend her right to make that speech if she were prosecuted and claimed a free speech right, it'd be a close question. But um, it's a plausible case. And there's also a plausible case that she might have crossed the line by talking about death in the neighborhood. But, uh, but the, the point is, too, that these are acts that could easily be classified as insurrectionary. Um, that's what's so dangerous 
about the Colorado case and 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 the uh, the case in in Maine that the concept of uh, insurrection rebellion are so broad and so so elastic and so accordion like that they can be stretched to include conduct you don't like and exclude conduct you do like that is not the basis either for criminal prosecution and certainly not the basis for disqualifying a person who may get 45%, who knows, I, I hope not more, but that's my own view, who may get close to half of the votes of, uh, of Americans. He never got more than half the votes either time that he ran previously. Obviously, he won the first time by having a majority of the electoral college. He didn't have a majority of the actual votes. And the second time, he was overwhelmingly defeated um, by the popular votes but, and also overwhelmingly defeated uh, by the electoral votes, although some of the states were close enough so that if there were a shift in thousands of votes here or there or there, maybe it could have been a different result. But in any event, he is a man who has the voting support of millions and millions of Americans. And the idea that a secretary of state or four judges in a four to three vote, all seven of them appointed by Democratic governors, should be able to deny Republicans or independents or even some Democrats uh, the right to vote for Donald Trump is so undemocratic, you know. Conservatives tried to do that uh, in the 1920s and the 1930s and during McCarthyism to communists. And some countries in the world do prohibit communists from running. In the United States, they were prohibited from running for a period of, of time. And, and we civil libertarians oppose that. And we civil libertarians, I would hope, would oppose trying to take Donald Trump off the ballot as well. So I'm going to make a prediction. Uh, I am, I'm careful with my predictions because I want to have a 100% voting record so far. It's been that way. I predicted the Supreme Court take would review the case. I predicted that President Gay, if she showed if there were any more allegations, serious allegations of plagiarism, would probably have to leave. So I'm going to make a prediction. The Supreme Court will reverse the Colorado uh, case. If they take the main case, they will also reverse the main case. And um, what I won't predict is the vote. I would hope it would be a 9 nothing vote. I would think that would help unite the country. But there's certainly a possibility that one, two, or three, I can't imagine any more than that, would vote uh, to keep, uh, to, to um, take Trump off off the ballot. I don't think three people will vote that way. I, I don't think that uh, that will be the case, but uh, we'll, we'll wait and see. Um, so that's, that's, that's my judgment. Um, it's all, always, I say to you, I don't ever confuse my judgment with what I wish for, but in this case, I wish for that too. Um, I don't want Trump to be taken off the ballot. I don't want him to have any excuse for saying that he was improperly denied election. I want him to be defeated square, fair and square by an overwhelming uh, majority vote, uh, largely because of what he said about uh, democracy and, and dictatorship. I understand that. that may have been said in humor. It may have been said in anger. But it worries me a lot uh, when a man running for president says he'll he'll be dictator just on the first day and, and not after that. But um, there are a lot of reasons that I, I'm, I'm uh, worried about a Trump presidency, but it might happen. And if it does, we'll live with it. And uh, our system of checks and balances will prevent 
tyranny from uh, occurring in this country, in my view, I hope. But um, but I, I sure hope the Supreme Court does the right thing. I think it will do the right thing. And, and the question is by by what numbers. Um, I hope it's nine to nothing. All right. Stay tuned. We'll wait and see. It's not long in coming because the court has said argument for February. And I think in a case like this, like it, Bush versus Gore, uh, the decision will come shortly thereafter. I'm, I'm hoping it's a, a relatively short uh, decision by the chief justice for the entire court. But if it's not, then you'll have, you know, if there are nine justices, you might have nine decisions in a case like this. So we'll wait and see. Okay, already read one letter. Let's look at some other letters. I hope they're a little bit more honest than the letter that I read. Uh, okay. Uh, you're not guilty by association. You were literally named as participating. Yes, I was by a woman who then said that she now recognizes that she might have mistaken me for somebody else, and it might have been a case of mistaken identification. So it's worse than guilt by association. It's innocence. And, um, of course, I, I didn't do anything improper. Um, but uh, there are a lot of letters that seem to suggest that maybe I did. Uh, you knew about the girls. No, no, I didn't. Uh, neither did President Lawrence Summers of Harvard. Neither did... Uh, Nobel Prize scientists who went to um, went to uh, seminars with him. I found out about it when I was his lawyer, and I, I represent him. Got him a sweetheart deal. Uh, well, he didn't think it was a sweetheart deal. He wouldn't pay me my fee because he thought it was a terrible deal because he had to go to jail and he had to register as a sex offender. Why would you want to associate? Well, I didn't associate with him once I found out about the allegations. I was just his lawyer. I think his doctor also stayed with him as accountant, probably stayed with him. That's what professionals do. And certainly lawyers do, because your job is to, is to defend them. Um, professor, Dr. Michael Bowden, the famed pathologist, says he observed the autopsy of Jeffrey Epstein um, and said the injuries indicate he was murdered and did not commit suicide. Combining that with the other irregularities like missing videos and missing guards, does not a full nonpartisan investigation need to be launched? Absolutely. Of course, there should be a full, complete nonpartisan investigation, and the chips will fall where they may. Um, my own suspicion, I don't have any special knowledge of this, except that I knew Epstein, the idea of him spending the rest of his life in rat-infested jails or prisons is not something that I think he could uh, deal with. He was pretty much a hedonist. He liked his, his, his pleasures. But he couldn't have committed suicide without the help of some people. So my belief is that probably, not certainly, but probably he committed suicide. And certainly, I think, he had help from the guards. I think he probably paid them off, turned off the television cameras, uh, made sure there was nobody else in his cell who could stop him from committing suicide. So I do think uh, an investigation is warranted. Um, I wish you... Admit publicly that you were wrong to ever defend him. No, I'm going to wait for John Adams to admit publicly that he was wrong in defending the people who were accused of the Boston Massacre, Abraham Lincoln, to admit that he was wrong when he defended people accused of horrible, horrible crimes. Um, this letter says he agrees I should defend people on the First Amendment, but not people who who might be guilty of a crime. Now, that's not my philosophy. I'll defend uh, people who are charged with crimes. 
um, they all deserve a defense, and I'll do the best defense I can, consistent with legal with legal ethics. I won't violate legal ethics. I won't allow a person who I think might be guilty to take the witness stand. Um, and so, uh, uh, and then you know, get get these letters. You rip. You raped minors. Were they just goyim to you? Nasty fuck. You know, follow the evidence. Follow the evidence. I never saw a minor with Jeffrey Epstein. I never touched a minor. You can believe what you want to believe. And I have no idea what the ethnicity is of any of the people who were Epstein, um, who were Epstein victims. But again, let me say that uh, uh, I, had, I did no wrong whatsoever. And I'm proud of the fact that I continue to represent the most unpopular, the most despised, and the most hated people, including people you hate. And I'm going to continue to defend them. And I'm also going to defend people you like and that other people hate. And they will hate me for defending people you like. That's the way it works in our legal system. And that's the way I'm going to continue to operate as long as the good Lord gives me the strength and the power to do what lawyers should do under the Sixth Amendment to the Constitution. If you don't like that system, I got a perfect system for you. It's called Iran and the mullahs there. Guilty people aren't defended, neither are innocent people, but nobody's defended. Or if you want to do a slightly better system, go to China or go to Russia. But if you really love America, you have to love the Constitution. And if you love the Constitution, that includes the Sixth Amendment. And that includes the right of every defendant, every defendant to have the right to counsel. And if I won't represent people under the Sixth Amendment, how can I ask other people to do it? So I'm going to continue to do it. See you tomorrow. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.